last week on the Lords of Grantham podcast, we continued our coverage of Queen Charlotte of Bridgerton's story with episode two, Honeymoon Bliss. Uh, Queen Charlotte and George, they were married, but they weren't spending much time with each other. It was a real big point of frustration until they finally got it on later in the episode. And it seems like things are going okay. Uh, meanwhile, we have uh, Lady Danbury getting in cahoots with Augusta to help report on what is going on with that relationship. And we've seen some flash forwards, and guess what? Queen Charlotte's children still aren't producing any babies. What's going on there? We'll follow up on all that and more this week on the Lords of Grant the Podcast. And we are back again with Queen mm-hmm. Charlotte. Episode three. Corey, what is going on? Quite a lot, Dave. Quite a lot. I mean, is there anything going on with you? Quite a lot as well. We'll save that for a later date on the podcast, but good <laughs> Some news. Some other time. Uh, <laughs> bad. But there, there is, there has been news, as you're saying there. Oh yeah. Oh, there's, there's, podcast related potential news. Yeah. So, the Daily Mail reported on May twentieth that Downton Abbey could be set for shock return as TV bosses try to lure back big names for a seventh series of the prestige drama as fans clamor to be reunited with the Crawley family. Now, of course, take it with a grain of salt. This is the Daily Mail. <laughs> They're not always uh, the most reliable source. And also, you know, even just the framing of this headline is that they're trying to lure back big names. So that doesn't even mean <laughs> that there's anything locked in for, for a TV show. Uh, not even but- a Julian lock-in. One insider said there is a plan which is in development and there is a lot of excitement about. There is a casting taking place and it would be great if all the big stars can return. People love Down. It became a British institution and has been missed since it left our screens. There is huge excitement around this project. It was a Sunday night favorite and got huge viewing figures. There has been very little to compete with ever since it ended. Look, that's all well and good. I need some more credibility in terms of the reporting here i want some data yeah uh, so the network that aired at itv they declined to comment and uh and pretty much no one commented on on the story at all (laughs) it it almost feels more like a feeler that was put out there to see what the audience reaction is whether it's to justify going back to down or not uh the producers that's how i'm reading it now, as a, as a podcast, I think we would benefit more from a full season, but sure. you as, a, as an individual, would you rather have Downton Abbey Season 7 or Downton Abbey Movie 3? Hmm. Uh, I did like A New Era, but in some ways, you could see how they're rushing, especially in the first movie as well. Like, they're still, like, just burning through plot. I'd rather see that doled out piecemeal over the course of a, of a season. I think that's the most satisfying way to enjoy Downton. Okay. Yeah, I think I agree. I think the the movies, if they do bring it back and it winds up being this thing that, you know, like all of these sort of requel shows mm-hmm. or reboot shows that exist for more than a season, the movies are going to feel really strange as these like placeholders, but... And let's be real. I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Down Abbey New Era, skip forward a minute. But the Dowager Countess is no longer with us. You're missing a huge piece of the show right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I don't know how they fill that gap with the current cast that they have. Um, 
Do we go if young? Get Do we get a, a young Pip sort of contrarian character? Well, that's the thing is they're coming right up against World War II. Do they want uh-huh. to tackle that on Downton Abbey, or do they want to do like a ten-year time jump and be like, "Well, that was a dark few years, huh?" <laughs> well, they did World War One. Yeah. And how? I guess if. I mean, honestly, this is a conversation we should save for like our the Patreon or or something because we could go for a full episode about this. But yeah, the I, I don't know if there's any war-aged characters on the show that I would really be too nervous about. You know, one of the things about mm-hmm. season. Two is that Matthews of prime age, Tom Barrows of prime age, all these characters, uh, William dies, you know, like there's all these things that are moving. Whereas I think if we were to have World War II, you know, these guys are in their 30s and 40s. Like I think they're Mm -hmm. not the first uh, group of people to be picked. Yeah. I. Lord That's Grantham's so, not putting uh, his uniform back on to go overseas. We know that for sure. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. Yeah, I think we're getting too deep on this. I think at the end of the day, how much of a bag does Julian want? How much of a bag does all the rest of the cast want? Because I think they'd all be down to do it. They seem to enjoy each other's company when they're doing the movie. Mm-hmm. But it is a commitment, and they definitely would have to back up the money because I think this is more of a sign of where we are with the streaming days. These networks and, and streamers they need these big hooks to get people back we know how big of a pull down can be uh for certain people so it's really just like how much are they going to work to try and make this a reality um so do we think that but, would be peacock that would be back in that brinks truck up to fellows uh pbs <laughs> or or, or no, no no pbs, no, PBS have that kind of money i feel like <laughs> no they partner trump has it would been be Again, it's ITV that's the one that makes it, but there could be like a partnership deal to finance to make it feasible. So it could be something like Peacock or something like that to mm-hmm. bring it home. Um, but I don't know. I'm not putting much stock in this until I see some more uh, confirmation from a more grounded source. As far as we know, Julian Fellows is wrapped up with the Gilded Age, and him doing double duty writing shows just seems a bit much for him. Because I mean, as a reminder, he did, like, Julian Fellows duty is, right uh, what. He was doing Gilded Age with English Game with Belgravia with Downton Abbey Correct. too. And he's not a spring chicken. He's 73 years old. Born in Cairo, Egypt. Do we know that? No. <laughs> so he's an Egyptian. An Egyptian. <laughs> Julian Fellows is an Egyptian, y'all. Uh, <laughs> and on that note, I think we should probably get to the, the regular show that we're here to talk about. Yeah. Well, you know, our, reg- our, our bread and butter is Downton. Queen Charlotte is yep. our current show our current fleet. so uh, one way to look at it is uh, down is our odd days Bridgerton that's our even days and that's the episode we're on episode indeed, 3 of indeed, indeed. Queen Charlotte even days where do we start off here this is an interesting one to start off with um, I think all the downstairs dr- or down, I say downstairs like downstairs upstairs Downton Abbey <laughs> all the future stuff I think is connected to the past stuff, so unlike previous episodes where we can talk, the air, finding an air is still mm-hmm. afoot. I feel like that's the only, um, we have Queen Charlotte with the Christmas tree stuff, but I think yep. that's all just sort of reflective of what she needs in that present timeline, the future timeline. All right. Okay. So should we let, jump back to the coronation? Yeah, it's happening. He's getting coronated. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Everyone's there for it. 
you know, this is the old times when people actually enjoyed these types of affairs. And, uh, yeah. What's going on here? So we see the coronation. Uh, we see also as they're getting ready for the coronation that King George, he, he they don't know where he is. Mm-hmm. Queen Charlotte's looking for him. And they, they say he's in his studies, but she spots him in a cellar getting inspected upon by uh, some kind of uh, physician. She doesn't see that though, right? That's what um, Brimsley sees. And Reynolds is standing right. at the door. Yes. Reynolds yeah. is like, Nothing, nothing to see here. Like, keep on walking, and he's like, "What's going on?" I think we should know. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's some sort of doctor treating him, some physician, and that's uh, that's, that's that. All we need to know right now. <laughs> yeah, that's all we need to know right now. We'll get back to that later. Mm-hmm. And then we jump to a very young. And I had to look this up because I was confused because I don't know first names of some of these characters. Uh, <laughs> Lady Violet Ledger, who becomes Lady Violet Ledger Bridgerton. Right. Didn't say someone say say Visserton? I'm I'm just totally off the mark. Yeah, this is Violet though. It is Violet Bridgerton. I know it's the young uh-huh. Bridgerton. Uh but yeah, we see her with her parents, you know, asking about, you know, society. And uh the place of people in the palace and everything and how uh-huh. they give out the titles and land because it's a topic of conversation since the Danbury's were recently given their own titles and land. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, what are they saying? They're saying if you have that, that title and that land, that they're, they're exactly like us. They're, there's no difference between us all. Yeah, so it seems as though... Uh, Violet's mother is a traditionalist and she's saying, you know... It's unnatural. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't deserve this. Just because they have money doesn't mean that they are us. You know, they are not at our level. And Violet's sort of childish curiosity, but also intelligence, she comes off as, she says, you know, some of them are from kings and queens from other countries and they've came here. So technically, they're better than us. And we see that. Violet's father is a... like giggling to himself as Violet's mother is fuming at this concept. And yeah, this is Shonda giving our, giving uh, our little woke young character here. You know, Mm -hmm. the innocence of a child will say these things and they know what's up. Yeah. Uh, at first, I didn't realize that was a Bridgerton. Like, I, I just figured from the tone of the scene and the in the setting, because they do also take an effort to show like the outside of the house afterwards and them walking out. It's like, okay, this is definitely the young Bridgertons. Uh-huh. Um, Not yet Bridgerton, though. She's a, right. le- the Ledgers. Mm-hmm. They marry the Bridgertons. Yeah. She marries Bridgerton. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, all she's functioning as is this sort of contrarian uh, skeptic towards her mother and the more traditional ladies in waiting who don't really love Queen Charlotte as a person of color being their leader. And we see this as a recurring theme throughout the episode. But yep. should we just jump to the coronation itself? Because it's uh, pretty simple and straightforward as opposed to the crown who spends episodes <laughs> about the coronation. Yeah, uh, they put the crowns on their head. Uh, everyone looks happy there. The king and queen look very happy. 
Yep. Uh, and the, so they do the whole process. We don't see the whole oil thing that we know happens where they get lathered up uh, with the sacred oil. Um, but they're coordinated in front of everyone. And then as soon as it's done, George just rips his hand away from Charlotte. Uh-huh. Which... I mean, I'm trying to remember back to last week. It seemed like they were getting closer. So it, it seems for a moment like, well, they didn't make all that much progress, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed like uh, one step forward, two steps back with them where mm-hmm. she still doesn't quite understand him. And we saw at the end of the episode last week that he was having some sort of panic attack or um, yeah. moment. Uh, and it seemed, I think that's really the thing to blame here. Is yeah, he's he's I, I, he's probably bipolar is is what I'm reading Possibly. into this. And, and, and so she hates him. She's very mad at him. And, and you know, he seems like a, a liar with the way he kind of carries himself. He's mm-hmm. not very honest. Uh, but there's all this talk about having a child and maybe they can, you know, kind of fill the mood with with the baby. Um, and soon that she's with child, they can cease this performance and then she doesn't have to see his face. She can kind of just be done with him. Uh-huh. And uh which then leads to the us seeing them, you know, getting down <laughs> to to try and make that baby happen. Yeah, and it seems as though I think the the reason that Charlotte seems to be so upset is the sort of shame of being only in it for that. Like mm-hmm. she seems so happy with him sort of going into the wedding and then when she figured out he was a nerd and that she could see eye to eye with this nerd. And now it seems like she's back to being iced out. So it's like she feels, you know, her, her urges come and she sort of acts upon them and then feels dirty and gross. Like, okay. I mean, it, it feels some passionate lovemaking between the two of them. They're getting hot it and heavy. absolutely does. Uh, and she hates them all the more, but it's like, okay, let's keep doing this. <laughs> uh-huh. And then at one point they just start kissing in front of everyone at the dinner table, where yeah. the people, the 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 their guard just has to be like, I think we should leave. <laughs> Time for us to go. Yeah, you hear yeah, we're not supposed smashing to see and <laughs> yeah, you know, they're just doing what they got to do. And, and then Brimsley and Reynolds take the cue to be like, you know, maybe we should cool down, huh? <laughs> yeah. And why not? I mean, as this is going on, we see that. The queen mother is summoning, so Princess Agatha, or whatever mm-hmm. dowager prince, whatever they not Agatha, Lady Augusta, Danbury. or Augusta, being, yeah, Princess is having Augusta, yeah. Lady Danbury over for tea as a sort of informant situation, mm-hmm. much to the dismay of Lord Danbury, yeah, who doesn't seem to understand the, the social implications of the women having tea, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lady Danbury seems to be feeding the queen lie or the princess, Princess Augusta, lies about, oh, they're great. They're getting along super well. They're really pals. When in Anything reality, to hold on to the land that she acquired. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. Um, and I but, mean, uh, do we want to, should we just keep talking about the, the quest for an heir in this situation? Or do you think we should pivot over pers- the Danbury's? No, let's just, uh, Keep the flow going. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, when I say keep the flow going, what were that was, uh, was what did you think? <laughs> I thought keep the flow going in regard to the the queen, king and queen. Yeah, so so they're they're getting up to business. You know, there's one point where he's in a tub and she just gets on in. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, and, and she's still kind of a, a kind of figuring out her place there. She sees the oranges, you know, she wants to be the one to pick them. She feels weird that people are picking them for her, which then inadvertently leads to those people being dismissed, uh-huh. which she didn't <laughs> intend for. Uh, just kind of a side note that happens. Yeah, it seemed like if you want to make... We're trying. I think they're trying to play this line of like, she's a queen of the people, but she doesn't know that some of those people are the people that annoy her and bother her and are part of the system. As is a recurring theme in shows like Downton Abbey, where right you, know, you, you need the orange them. picker to to keep the orange picker's family fed. Yep. Right. Yeah. It, it's like Downton just exists to give people jobs in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it comes up that, you know, formal engagements um, like balls and uh, dinners, those haven't really happened. Not really allowed. Yeah. And okay. and we see that the, the king does not go. There's no, no. And this was a little confusing to me because, I mean, spoiler alert, he winds up going to one at the end of the episode. Um, yeah. I thought this was a liability situation. Oh. But it like, seems what, like it's a just hor- a personal choice. That he just mm-hmm. spend wants to spend all his time farming and looking in the sky. And I'm it's just it is just that, you know, like he's not not to compare any or to stigmatize any mental health situations, but to me, when they're like, Oh, the king doesn't go out at night, to me that reads like yeah. they treat his sort of manic episodes as like like a werewolf. Like every night. Well that's at the eight, thing, is like did you think he actually may have been a werewolf, given how fantastical the setting is of this show? You know, he had hairy butt last week. We know that yeah. much. No, we we do know that. <laughs> just keep the hair growing. Why not? And then he just barks at the moon. Well, hair that legs. Maybe yeah. Uh, so, anyways, though, uh, he does mention to to the queen a, a bit about seeing him with the doctor, mm-hmm. not knowing what well, it she meant, calls him out but, because. Brimsley accidentally lets it slip mm-hmm. that he saw him with the doctor under the stairs. And this turns into like a, a, a like a Netflix dating show moment. It's like, what? I heard you saw a doctor under the stair, uh, downstairs before our wedding. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I'm the king and they had to, it. well, I'm the queen. They didn't inspect me. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and... Reynolds uh, catches wind of this from Brimsley, and he's pretty upset that he spread that word around. Mm-hmm. Well, he, I mean, he just told the one person that probably needed to know the most. <laughs> right. Um. So, anyways, as you said, Danbury's reporting back to Augusta. Any signs of a child? No signs of it. But maybe we can have a ball. Yeah. And she says, you know, "Oh, I don't know about that." Because we, we, we do. People. Do we get a scene where where the, the Charlotte tells Danbury to maybe suggest that, or because I know no, she meets Lord, with her. Lord Danbury's like, "Why you have their ear? Just let us yeah. see if we can have you know hook us up with a ball." That's what it is. Because yeah, you know, that's a way to kind of put yourselves out there to let people know you're you're important. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she says like, "Let's use this ball as a way to show unity between the king and the queen." People will buy into it, and then they'll, you know, if she gets pregnant thereafter, they can all say that they saw them together, and they, they, it's, mm-hmm. it's all going according to plan. But Princess Augusta and, and Lord Butte are not fans of this because yeah, 
this great experiment is only as much as they want to be comfortable with it. And they're uh, skeptical. Should be a white person having the first ball. Right, and and here's these people who are uh, obviously out of towners trying to throw one here, and so they're pretty much to say like, if you can get people to show up, sure. <laughs> but well, we they need say to like, hold, you know, you can't have the first ball, but we'll see about having a ball. To which Lady yeah. Danbury says, "Screw it, we're having a ball. I don't care. I'm doing it. Let's go." And then we and, see uh, uh, Queen Charlotte has a little little boy prodigy playing piano. Mm-hmm. A fellow by the name of Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Just hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. playing some and, tunes. And we see at first these sort of old white ladies, including Lady Ledger. Not old, but, you know, motherly. Older than the queen. Mm-hmm. Her little court, which includes Lady Danbury, are sort of yep. mum- murmuring under their breath how much they think that the queen doesn't have good taste. And Lady Danbury corrects them and says, you know, it's pretty cool. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is great. Great taste. But then they all say, oh, we're sorry. We're going to miss your ball. And, and it's not that they, they have any real reason for them to not go. It's just, you know, they're, they're busy. And she takes this heart because the scene before this, we actually see is she's again in bed with Danbury. He's going to town on her. Um, but, you know, she reassures him that you know, you're every bit as good as everyone else is. You know, we're going to have this this ball. So she's going to make it happen. So when these women say we can't go, she's like, we got to figure out a way to, to get this to get this in motion here. Uh-huh. Uh, so then so we, can, what, what, we can circle back to Queen Charlotte being perturbed by King George's love of farming and right. being dirty and just kind of hanging out in the field and... Lady Danbury comes in to hang out with with the Queen, and Queen Charlotte is like looking out, watching him, and she's in her own little world. And Lady Danbury right, has shirtless, this, dirty from from oh, yeah. doing, doing agricultural work, pulling a, a Tom Branson situation right now. Like we're showing off these muscles, and he's a he's a hunky yeah. boy. We've seen his hit him from all sides now. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, we have. And Lady Danbury's like, hey, hey. I'm talking to you. You, there, you know, you have more to do than just be jealous of your man for not spending time with you. You can right. help make change in this country, and I think you got to get people to go to my ball. And Queen Charlotte's like, "What are you talking about? Why do I care about that?" And yep, Lady Danbury's like, "Show up." Yeah, this is going to be big for you. You're a queen your of boy's the people. Too, yeah, your boy is spending too much time in the garden and not enough time in your gardens. Yeah. Get him out here. Get him out mm-hmm. here. <laughs> um, and then that will help encourage the, the lady, other women to attend and their, their family, their significant others and everything. And yeah. And, and she reminds her too, like you, you'll be with child for a reason because you are the queen. You know, th- this is kind of your way of letting people know who you are. The focus mm-hmm. should be on, on the country. It's not just internalized inside these walls here. This is you putting on your show. Yeah, and a recurring quote is that the palace walls are too high. You're unrelatable. People don't mm. see you. People don't know what you're up to. Right. So then we go to this ball, and no one's there. People aren't showing up. Mm-hmm. And Lord Danbury is a little bummed. Lady Danbury starts uh, grabs herself a glass of champagne, and 
might look bad until the guests start arriving. And mm-hmm. the Danbury's are a little concerned, confused as to why all these people, these grumpy old white people are showing up. Why are you here? What's going on? And they're like, yeah, well, the queen, the king told us to come. Yeah. We are here on the king's orders. And, and it is a bit of a question whether the king and queen will show up because just the scene before this, again, we, we jumped over it for a second. There's some frustration between uh, Charlotte and George over the even odd days, how she wants to get it on. And he's like, no, it's not an even day. <laughs> and the, she wants to be done with the even odd day thing of when mm-hmm. they make love and hang out and versus not. Uh, yeah, and then we see there's it, a conversation behind closed doors, if I recall, that leads to the king sending out this edict, this letter. Y'all got to go. Better yep. show up at this party because I'm I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, the people aren't mingling, and then they arrive, king and queen, and it's just like everything's fine. They're all good. Yeah. They're cool now. Well, there's this moment where it's it's like <laughs> – Segregated, You know, all the white people are on uh-huh. one side, black people are on one, the other yeah. side. They're all hanging out. And mm-hmm. then the king and queen do a little dance. They show up. Everyone stops dancing, lets them put on a little show. Then they get joined by, is it um, Lord, Lord Ledger? Lord Ledger picks out um, I believe so. Lady Danbury and says, like, may I dance? And yeah. then the walls start falling down. The palace walls are not too high anymore. And they start playing an orchestral version of Alicia Keys, If I Can't Have You. Again, they did Beyonce's Halo. They do Alicia Keys, If I Can't Have You. These are expensive songs. These have been played everywhere. Netflix money, man. There you go. That's why they're charging people for not living at home (laughs) with their family for Netflix. Because they got to pay for the rights to these songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Netflix. Uh, So, it's a huge success. You know? Yeah, Princess Augusta is happy with the public display. You know, Lord Butte seems to be holding his words to himself. Yeah, I mean, there was it the yeah the Bridgertons are like we'll hang out again sometime, Lord Danbury. How about that? Yeah, yeah, you got, you got to join me on my hunt. Yeah. Uh, and so with that, you know, Britain has changed forever. Just with that one party, they say. Oh yeah. Hmm. Who knew? And then we see that Charlotte and George are kind of on the same page. And she says, you know, like, thank you for doing that. And George says, you don't have to thank me. We're a team. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. And then we flash back to Laura Danbury and Lady Mm -hmm. Danbury getting down. Oh, my gosh. He is he's feeling himself. He's in it. Oh, he is in it for sure. Yeah. Until he's and not. Yeah, he falls over mid-pump. Uh, he has himself a little Kamal Pamuk situation for the <laughs> people that have. But he's hitting it from the back, so we don't see it, his face. <laughs> Sorry if you listen to this with your kids. On this is Bridgerton. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Imagine, I because the thing is, we said this before with the last Bridgerton show. The, the way it's filmed and the way it looks and the way the storylines are kind of simple in some ways, it'd be perfect for kids if it wasn't for people like Lord Danbury stroking it every episode. Oh, yeah, it's hammy, it's soapy, and then it turns really adult. 
You've seen that, butt cheeks. You've seen old people doing it. You know. Yeah. Uh, but so Lady Danbury, she is shocked, but goes outside, talks to her help, and says, "You know, we don't have to draw those baths as often, actually." <laughs> yeah, she's thrilled. Yeah. She's like, he's as she should be dead. good. This guy was dirt. I mean, she did her job in terms of making him feel better. And I think she under, uh, empathized with where he was coming from because it's also representative of where she stands in terms of favor with people. But mm-hmm. this is the best thing that could have happened to her. So then she says, you know, let's go talk. Let's go figure this all out right now. And uh, mm-hmm. Coral, her her maid, it's like, let's set it up. Let's do it. And they go. Yeah. And she basically pretends to be terrified and screams. And they ring the bell. And we'll see what happens next week with the... The young lady Danbury, how things go. Yeah. But should we? I think before we hit to the end of the episode, we should do, talk about the lady Danbury flash forwards. Sure. The one thing we did gloss over was there's a beat where Brimsley and Reynolds try to hold hands, uh-huh. and it seems like uh, Reynolds pulls his hand back before being like, "All right, I'll, I'll grab his finger." They're okay, folks. We're They're good. going to keep going for now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So in the future. We see that Lady Danbury is at church, and mm-hmm. Lady Bridgerton, Lady Violet Ledger from the past, she is an adult. We know her from Bridgerton. We've seen her last week. Is at this church as well. Lady right. Danbury, Vice Countess Bridgerton. That's what I was trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's Violet. saying, "Say, what are you doing here?" And Lady Bridgerton says that she's there to honor her late husband. Who died, and you know she she starts sobbing about how you know when, when he was alive he loved putting on like children's hats on his birthday because it made him feel childish, and she got to be the one to sort of curate that. Childish. I don't know if she made him child childish hats. I think she just liked making him hats, paper hats, but like a, she said, like yeah. a child would wear. Sure, so I'm sure That's they were <laughs> nice paper hats. Mm-hmm. But he paraded around the house. He was very giddy, gleeful. Yeah, he loved it. And she said, you know, she she thinks back fondly on those and she wants to remember them. To which Lady Danbury says, you know, you you must feel fortunate. Mm-hmm. And Lady Bridgerton She's is like, most fortunate. Are, yeah. are you out of your freaking mind? I'm talking about my dead husband. I miss him. I, I loved him to death. And Danbury Why? is like, I said what I said. See Bye. <laughs> yeah. And then they meet uh, again. Mm-hmm. Later in the episode, and she's Lady Danbury, like, look, I gotta clear the air because I'm going to a charity for orphan girls. That's in my husband's name, and Lady Bridgerton's like, well, isn't that fancy? Mm. And Lady Danbury's like, my husband hated orphans. Yeah, couldn't stand them. Thought they stunk. And everything that yep. I do in my life is to spite this man who made my life miserable. And he only found women useful for breeding. Yep. And that's when Bridgerton, or Lady Bridgerton's eyes like open. Like the Viscountess is like, huh. She's like, okay, I get it. And she says, look, you got a husband that you got to make wear paper hats. Mm-hmm. I never got to make paper hats for my man. Yeah. So everything I do is to fulfill my memory with him rotting and making him suffer somewhere. 
didn't even get to go on the hunt, and she spends the rest of her life spiting him and besmirching his memory in her head. To which Miss Bridgerton's like, we need something stronger than tea, you know? And Lady Danbury's like, heck yeah, let's get it, let's do it. And so they're good. (laughs) That misunderstanding, it was just a, not misunderstanding, but you know, just an interesting point. It seems like a weird plot to include when we have a young Lady Bridgerton and a young Lady Danbury doing something so, like they're not parallel plots, you know? But I think no, but it does show you how she's kind of reconciled with that trauma that she faced. Yeah, which is yeah. I just think it's weird to powerful. use Lady Bridgerton in this moment. I mean, I guess you know who else do you use if you want to pop the crowd? But is it correct to keep calling her Lady Bridgerton? I think it's it's just Vice Count Dowager Vice Countess Bridgerton. Well, she's IMDb has her Lady Violet Ledger Bridgerton. What do I know? <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> well, she's she's Mrs. Bridgerton. She's the Bridgerton yeah. representation in this She's show. She's Mama Bridgerton. Yeah. I just think it's, I mean, I think it's a good plot, and I think, I, um, I, I don't even want to pronounce her name incorrectly, Future Lady Danbury is one of the highlights of Bridgerton season, season one, and it's mm-hmm. fantastic here. So yeah. I think that it, it's good. I just don't understand exactly why you would choose to use Lady Violet as a child being so, like, I'm going to be cool with the the black people and I I this race stuff is not real and then use her again right. as an old person to be like why are you talking down to me like it what? took her that long to figure out something was awry with that relationship you know yeah, yeah. and and it just seems like two totally different lines when you could actually have a nice parallel between young people and the old people that yep. they just don't do but that's sure. that is what it is then we let's now let's end the episode in the field. Well, wait. Do we want to talk about how Brimsley talking to uh, to Queen Charlotte? Oh, about, in the future. Yeah. Take, yeah. That's she she asked him, "Why? Why didn't my girls marry?" And he's like, "I don't know." <laughs> uh, the daughters. Well, but he does give a good reason. He says the daughters are good girls, and they've seen their queen forever waiting. You know, she's kind of. They they allude to something having happened with George. They don't tell you exactly. But they make it seem like you're you've been kind of paralyzed in time uh, since whatever may have happened. Well, so I mean, the daughter's fe- we know from Bridgerton exactly what happened right. because we see George is in bedridden and crazy from Bridgerton yeah. season one. So these so kids have his seen point is, pops, right? But his point is the kids, the daughters, just, they feel like they can't lead her, leave her, and, and but that upsets uh, Queen Charlotte almost as if. He's putting the blame on her, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like it's because of where you are. That's why they are what they are. And she just says, get me some more gold for this Christmas tree. And you stand in the corner and think about what you did. She's, it wasn't, she's at one point, she's like, now is today the day you're going to speak up? Tell yeah. me, tell me what you got. And then he does. And she's like, well, screw you, man. <laughs> and this is the first time I feel like we've seen shades of the younger Brimsley and this guy. Cause it mm-hmm. seems like so strange where like he's, pretty much just been there and, and now we're shading in this whole character and now we've kind of see like okay so there is some consistency between his current self and his past self uh yeah it, it, it's not like a star wars thing where like you know for some reason they're slow today these jedi whereas they're all jumping around back then what, what's the deal there you know Br- they're making it a, line up he's a whippersnapper yep so yeah dave now let's get to the ending 
Indeed. Uh, are they in bed and uh, King George? Queen Charlotte's in bed. Queen Charlotte. She thinks in bed. she hears George. Yeah, screaming. Mm-hmm. And she sees like a shadow, and she gets out of bed to go investigate it. And it's George drawing something on the wall. It looks like a tree. Now this is where the werewolf theory. I was like, "What is gonna be going on over here?" He's he's a wacko. Something's mm-hmm. going on here. Uh, and yeah, he sees something. He 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 runs. Uh, he runs out of the room. He's muttering to himself, "I am chosen. I am chosen." He's nude. Not yet. He's oh, wearing yeah, yeah. a he's- nightgown. He becomes nude when he gets outside. Right, right. When he starts staring at the uh, at Venus, it is. He, he's talking to Venus, saying, Venus, I'm here. Talk to me. Starts shedding his clothes, as you do, when and you talk to this, Venus. Reynolds is like, tell everybody to look away. <laughs> so nobody can know do about it. this. Yeah. Because they run by like one of the helpers on the way out, and it's just like, uh, don't, even, don't even ask questions. But yeah, he's talking to Venus, to which uh, Queen Charlotte says, "I'm I'm Venus. I, I'm the fire of your desire. Mm-hmm. I am Venus." <laughs> okay, and he's like, "You're Venus, you? Yeah, come with me to Buckingham Palace. Or Buckingham, not Buckingham Palace, but Buckingham House. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're good." And we see that Reynolds kind of has, you know, like, there's this look in Reynolds's face, like, "Oh, thank God!" Like. Mm-hmm. There's ways to handle this. Yeah, and that's pretty good, you know. Like Reynolds, because I feel like Reynolds has been trying to just hide this. Get the doctor downstairs. Let's be do this all in the DL. He's shaving down the Wolfman, so no one knows that he's yeah, a wolf. He's, every day we got to shave him down. <laughs> that's not a doctor. That's a barber. That's why he has that short hair. That that, that is uh, anachronistic of, of the era. And that's why um, you know you you commented on the places that you saw hair last week. That's because Reynolds doesn't want to go down there. <laughs> that's exactly it there's a good chance that George is still a werewolf I'm not hanging up on that theory um, but Queen Charlotte tells him Venus is indoors with, with, with you uh, you come with me she's here with you in the in there mm-hmm. put some clothes on come on man looking like a fool with your pants on the ground get it up and then they go in and that's it that's this week that's the even days yep that was an odd day for an even day I would say so. Good week, Dave, for the show. I like this one a lot. I gotta say, you know, I I, I do. I do like how the plot is thickening. I, I like the the way they treated him being a little bit wacky there at the end with the the camera tilting and the colors uh, turning green. Something's off. Mm-hmm. And I, I yeah. did a little. I did a, like a, some very tertiary looking into the real King George. Mm-hmm. And I gotta, I gotta say, this seems fairly accurate as to what happened with him. Like he, he started, he but he, he went mad and like he would start in spurts and then got progressively worse to the point that he was mad. So yeah, still had thirteen kids though. And I do love the stuff that happens with Danbury this episode. She does a lot of work, um, and we'll get to that in the, our power rankings, which we can handle now. Sure. Well. I'll kick it off. Yeah. Who do you got going down? Charlotte's kids. The older Charlotte's kids. These, they're, 
haven't gotten anything done. How many kids do you need to have to get nothing done? That's a that's a real shame. You have, have 13 some kids. Come on. Yeah. You tell me some all the females are afraid of getting married because of the trauma they've been put through. That's why I think Brimsley is. I don't know. He's 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 stretching the truth a little bit. I think. I think it's a harsh truth, but at the same time, all those kids are are you know as he said they're. They're too old to have kids, so they're they're not the problem. It's the men. Throwing yeah. those women under the bus is, is is just a petty move to do to the queen in that moment of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Well, Dave, who do you got going down at number three? I got King George because okay. I'm not going to let him off the hook for for go, starting to go mad because that is definitely a net negative. But mm-hmm. he he didn't have the worst week because. He agreed to go to this ball with Charlotte. And that sort of changed the perception of this sort of great experiment we keep referring to. And the fact that he does that, like, and and not to mention that he's getting it in every other day. That's pretty good. Good for him. (laughs) Sure. Um, He's still into his hobbies. Like, it's just a bad Mm -hmm. look for him to be hot and cold and run around naked and all that stuff. Like, it takes yeah, a while him for num- him to I, recover. I got him number two for those same reasons. Uh-huh. You know, he, he, he we finally figure out about his true nature. He's not entirely there. It's a tough beat if you're a, if you're a king and you got to deal with all that stress. Uh-huh. You're saying, I'm chosen, and you're talking to people named Venus. It's bad, bad, bad news. And I feel like this is only going to get worse before it gets better. Unless this is well, the, I don't the think it is going to get better. I mean, maybe it'll be fine this season, but we all know. Yeah. Um, my number two, well, I number got two? I got Lord Danbury. This man, sure, you know, I don't think he ever really fully appreciates how good his wife is to him, which is a uh, we talked about it last week. It's a little uncomfortable and lacks uh, consent, it seems, in many situations. Yeah. yeah, and he doesn't even get to live to see the 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 winnings of what happens. Well, I mean, I thought about it. And Lord Danbury is number one going down for me because he does get the minor W of getting some respect when they have the ball. They're like, you're a good guy. You know, we should hang out. You're not that bad. But then you learn how Lady Danbury is just burying his his yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. reputation or, or memory for years. It's like this guy's sinking so much deeper than six feet in the ground. And it's been bad for him ever since. Mm-hmm. So number one going down, Lord Danbury. How about you, Dave? I got Princess Augusta because Lady Danbury okay. is playing her like a fiddle. And then sure. when when things don't go her way, Lady Danbury's like, oh, I can't throw this ball? <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. And then we also yeah. see that that we I, I brought his name up a few times. But it, what is the, the pressure of this Lord Butte fellow? They're always like, well, Butte's going to have to come and pay. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to have to talk to Butte if you mess this up. And, and Butte is not happy either. So Augusta's got some answering to do. It's true. And I think that she is under the impression that things are going swimmingly. And they're not. And she's also just being totally played and looking bad. I mean, they say at one point, the fact that Lady Danbury's hosting this ball has made its way to Parliament and is causing issues in the political world. In the government, yeah. So this is the kind of thing that is no good for Princess Augusta. And I I will be fair... I did not take into account future Lady Danbury. 
smack talking her dead husband. I probably should switch him up right now, but I wrote it down on my paper. I'm not going to okay. renege. All right. Well, Dave, who's going up for you then? Uh, I got Lord Ledger going up. Violet's mother. Or father. Okay. Because I think when we see all these flashbacks of young Violet and the mother is like, oh, I don't want to go to the black person's party. That's so stupid. He just looks at his daughter and he's like, keep me awoke. Keep me awoke. And they're at yeah. this party and we make it like King George and Queen Charlotte single-handedly change the tide of this sort of racial uh, segregation movement. But mm-hmm. it's Lord Ledger that goes up to Lady Danbury and is the second person to do it. You know, he's the Neil Armstrong of this situation. Or the, it's the yeah. Buzz Aldrin. He's the Buzz Aldrin of this situation. You know, like mm-hmm. he's, he's there too. He's on the ground floor. So That's I think true. that he's a good look for him. Well, number three, I got Charlotte. Okay. You know, she's kind of figured out finally what the deal is with George so she can navigate that. She's getting it on with him. I mean, she's definitely not as happy as she should be, but I think she's making baby steps to where she needs to be. She's learning more about what it means to be queen. Uh huh. And so I think young Charlotte is, is moving up. She's earning her stripes. I got young Charlotte at number two. Okay. For all the reason that you said, but I also would like to, to talk about how on the DL, well, not necessarily on the DL, but talk about all her wins. She's getting it in a lot this week. She's going to the sure. ball. She's getting mm-hmm. herself put in check in a, a, a mature way by her friend, Lady Danbury. But then also the situation at the end of the episode, when everyone's like, this don't look at this king, don't look at him, he's crazy. She's got the empathy and the heart mm. of hearts to say, no, 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 this is a man. I'm his wife. This is what yeah. I'm here for. I think that's a big moment for her. Yeah. Because now she starts true. to understand why he might be so hot and cold with his farming and his astronomy and all that junk. Yeah. That's all true, Dave. There's one little inaccuracy there, though. Uh-huh. She doesn't say, I'm your wife. She says, I'm Venus. <laughs> Uh-oh. Do you have a... N- number two. <laughs> Going up this week. It's Venus. This is, owns the man. Who knew? Who knew? He was looking at the stars of the sky last week, but he was really had eyes for one. It was Venus. <laughs> we and got, we caught some to, flack on social media in the Lords of Grantham Lounge for you putting the stars. This this guy is going ape over Venus. Are you kidding me? She has to invoke Venus to get him to come back in the house. He was taking his dang clothes off for Venus. Who knew? <laughs> okay. There, there's some kind of mystical power that the stars hold over us as people. And I think George understands that, and he's obeying to it. So, mm-hmm. good luck with that. Venus, number two this week. Sure. Well, okay. I think going up is an, it's an obvious choice. Oh, yeah. Is Lady Danbury. None other. She's, she's breaking the rules. She's like, oh, I can't throw the ball. I'm going to throw the ball. I can't. And I'm going to get everyone to show up. <laughs> the king won't show up. I'm going to get the king to show up. Mm-hmm. I don't want my husband in my life anymore. He dies. <laughs> and then she proceeds to bury his, his name in, in her memory as much as she can by throwing money at orphans, mm-hmm. taking care of the people, everything he did not care about. Yeah. And, and I feel like it, there's, does, a, there's a fun duality where, like, in our heads, we have to dip to draw the line between young Queen Charlotte and old Queen Charlotte. But I feel like Lady Danbury is like, nah, you, you keep being you. You're... There's definitely a, a, a split here that hopefully we'll get to with Queen Charlotte where 
the young does not remind you of the old one in terms of personality. I don't see the connection yet. Mm-hmm. Danbury seems solid throughout mm-hmm. in terms of her convictions. Uh, so, yeah, man. And also, like, the way she played her, her, her husband, too. She really did, you know, get to be on the same page as him. Like, hey, you know, they, they do respect you. Everything's good. We're doing this. All good here. When he dies, bye bye <laughs> That was that. Was that. You suck in bed. You're not a good man. <laughs> Our so kids good. are in Eddie, and I'm done yeah. with you. I need nothing more from you. There you go. And that is this week. On, that is, uh, we're halfway Bridgerton. there. Right? Yeah, six? next week. There's six episodes. Next week will be episode four. And the name of that one is How, Holding days. the King. What's that, Odd Days? No, no, no. Next week is not Odd Days. It is Holding the King. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dave, you been watching anything else? Well, I watched one thing of importance with you. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and our attorney, Fast Kevin. Fast baby. Fast 10. Is it Fast 10 or Fast X? I'm calling it Fast it's, X. Well, at, at Roman, numeral, Roman numeral for 10. It sounds better as Fast X. It's Fast X, yeah. Furious. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Dave, I think we're outliers here. Everyone is taking out their knives to attack this movie and say they've jumped the shark. The series just lost it. It's not good anymore. We sat in the theater <laughs> lapping it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was the best. I don't know how you can talk about jumping the shark when in the last installment they were in space. Like they've th- th- whatever shark they're not in the same orbit as the sh- as sharks. The, the movie before that, the Rock moved a missile with his hand. <laughs> yeah, and in the Hobbs and Shaw, the Rock. Holds like a helicopter in his bare hands, right? And that what he did, like with he the chain. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so many jumping off points. And seven, no one ever talks about this. Statham and, and Vin literally just drive cars directly into each other. <laughs> yeah, and they drive <laughs> just a car cause. between two skyscrapers. Well, that I bought. I, be, I believe that one. Sure. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, this is just. There's just something about the way Vin Diesel's ego has continued to consume these movies. You, and his acting hasn't really improved. You can't help but just kind of grin at him just talking about, like, saving his son and the virtues of raising the son right. And the only thing he worries about is, you know, whether his son will be okay. He doesn't care if he dies or not for his son. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's very soapy because, you know, at this point in the series, people have died and come back from the dead. Mm-hmm. They've yep. died off screen, and we were left to assume, you know, th- there's a lot of Downton Abbey Secret tropes. babies, hidden yes. children. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the, uh, secret oh, wait, brothers, long-lost brothers. Yeah, secret siblings of people we never heard of. Uh, villains becoming good guys. <laughs> uh, it's got it all. And, and I think the action's solid. It is definitely starting to feel reminiscent of, of past installments, I think, in some respects. But I think there's still enough juice that it was entertaining with the action. Especially the cliffhanger. My lord. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I can't even call it a cliffhanger. They just stopped the movie, essentially. Yeah. I, I was thinking, what did it remind me of? Because I drank like a whole soda in the movie and I really had to pee. And I was like, I really hope this movie kind of hits its zenith soon so I can go to the bathroom. And it never it never does. But when it mm-hmm. ended, I was like, I could hold my pee for another hour if this movie keeps on this trajectory. <laughs> It's the fastest two-hour and twenty-minute movie I, I can recall. It, it, it really it, flew by. It reminds me of the end of The Force Awakens when mm. we get to the 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 place and and Ray gives Luke Skywalker the lightsaber and it's like, 
oh my god, let's keep going right yeah. now, and then it stops. Right, and we, we're not going to lie to you. The movie's not perfect. There was a moment at the end of the movie where Dave and I were just like, are you kidding me? Like, we were pretty annoyed, and we are still annoyed, but then within two minutes of the, the mid credit sequence, we're back. <laughs> we're, we're all yeah. in. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I would love fellas uh, to sit down with Vin and talk about writing soap operas. Oh, I would love for a collaboration there. That would be the best show ever. <laughs> just down Abbey with carriages. More carriages. <laughs> Yeah, more horses, more horsepower. It's just like a hundred. They haven't horses. done that. Do that in Fast and Furious. Get some horse carriages going there. Yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's pretty much all, all we've been up to, right? I mean, yeah. I, I I saw Taylor Swift. Oh, it, that's this right, you did. Pro- you went to the Eras tour. I think my life peaked for the year in terms of entertainment uh-huh. with seeing Taylor Swift, and then. Fast and the Furious, the latest one, all within a 24-hour span, all surrounded by friends for both mm-hmm. of them. It doesn't get better than that. And you missed the rainy night of the Euros tour. No, it was just windy. It was it was it was fine. And she played for three and a half hours, 45 songs. Got really good surprise songs and Better Man, and should have said no. That was whew, good times. Just drinking a bunch of Bud Lights, some seltzers. <laughs> That's right. It's so good at these stadiums. You just get them, and then like if you have a bag, just throw them in the bag from, from the the vendor. And I'm just going to stand there at my seat, just cracking them open. Let just it a rip. bag of thirty dollar beers. Thirty, yes, yeah, some expensive beers, <laughs> worth it. But highly okay. recommended show. If you, it's very expensive, those tickets. My friend happened to get them through one of the pre sales, so I was very lucky. But man, if you can get a ticket, that show is absolutely worth it. it was the closest thing reminded remind me of. I'm not just saying this just because this is a WWE event. It was produced within an inch of its life. The lights were great. All kinds of, there was a bunch of, you know, starts and stops because she had to introduce every album, but it was like a wrestler coming out to the ring every time when she was starting a new album. It was fantastic. Like the Royal Rumble of Taylor Swift albums. Quite well, literally. Here comes there's folklore. A point, there's a point on, uh, where on the stage she has multiple versions of herself on the stage. and you're just, It's like a lumberjack match with herself. But, uh. Well. Good stuff. Yeah. It's a busy week. But let's hit them with the plugs. Yeah. We've been busy. We want to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so exhausted, honestly. Uh, you, you can uh, find all our episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating review if you so choose. You can find our backlog on our Podbean website. Mm-hmm. You can also find us at uh, lordsgrantham at gmail.com if you want to hit us up. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We also have our Patreon, where if you pay, you can join our Lords of Grantham Lounge, where we talk about Downton and other stuff. And then we also have some bonus content that's always coming out there. We need to get some more out there. Uh, but that is pretty much all we have for you. And can't thank you enough for listening in. Yeah.